if I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. my life tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am excited to have you here on tour with me to get my life tour, of course. And you know what? Shout out to you for showing up for yourself. The Get My Life Tour has been an incredible journey thus far. And here we are on the second stop of this season. Let me tell you something. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to welcome you to get my life tour. I want to congratulate you for, you know, showing up for yourself, like I've already said, but also committing to your journey in the process of getting through. I always tell people to get my life tour is a how through podcast. Yes, you will get the gems, the nuggets and everything in between that you need to get to where it is that you want to be, but you know, the only way out is through. And that is what the Get My Life Tour is. We're taking center stage, we're showing up for ourselves, and we're having a good time while we do it. So welcome. And if you are returning, shout outs to you as well, because it is nothing like having a tribe, you feel me, journeying with you. It's always good to look out into the crowd and see people who you know, familiar faces, always just brings a different kind of warmth to your heart. It makes you go a little bit harder as you take center stage. So welcome. Bienvenidos a la Get My Life Tour. Um, I kind of chopped that up a little bit. Okay, clearly I need to work on my Spanish. But welcome to the Get My Life Tour, y'all. Already in season two, I was thinking about, should I break this up into seasons or should I just continue to, you know, number the episodes? But I was like, look, it is a new decade It most definitely is a new chapter in my life, and I'm so excited about where the Get My Life Tour is going. So we're in season two. If you have not checked out the first episode on the season with Randy B., I most definitely would encourage you to as we spoke about transitions. And I thought that was one of the best ways to start off this new decade because Everything is transitioned. Everyone's talking about the new year. And I don't think that people often talk about the shame associated with transitions and how tough transitions can be. So I was able to speak with Randy B., who is a writer, author, um, and champions for diversity and inclusion. That episode is called Celebrate Transitions as Wins. And if you have yet to check that out, I would encourage you to because it was an an incredible conversation. Not because I was having the conversation. As I listened to that stop on the tour, I just was like, okay, wait. And then of course when I was having the conversation with Randy, it was just mind blowing. I this woman is so smart and she has her lived experience. She is fly. She is close to 50. She is full of resources and energy. And I just think that you should check it out. 
as I was planning for the second stop on his tour and thinking about, you know, being on tour or center stage on this episode by myself, I was thinking about all the things that I could actually speak about. And as I am in transition and just experiencing this new chapter, right, this new season, I have really been thinking about the ways that I perceive and interpret things. And I really want to focus on not taking things personally on this top of the tour. So the name of this episode simply is Don't Take It Personal. Don't take it personal. You know, there are so many things that happen to us and around us. And what I've realized over time is that it often doesn't have anything to do with us. I think, honestly, there are moments created for us to experience vicariously that we just so happen to be in close proximity to. And we personalize a lot of it. And I don't think that it's meant for us to personalize certain experiences. You know, I've had my expectations broken a lot. And of course, that is something I have taken personally. But at the same time, I've had to realize that at certain points, like, look, it has nothing to do with you. Yes, it has to do with an expectation, as you said, but you can't always take those things so personally. And, you know, I was thinking about moving forward in this decade and something that I always tell myself, it's almost like a, a mantra that I live by um, that came to me years ago and it's the easily offended don't last long. I remember receiving that word and writing it down because I have been in so many tight spaces where I thought something applied to me, but it wasn't even about me, but I was rubbed the wrong way. And I think that's the word. You know, when you're in tight spaces, you have to be careful that uh, when you are rubbed the wrong way, that it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with you. It may be just the people around you. And of course, you need to reevaluate the space you're in. I do love the way that Sarah Jakes Roberts speaks about tight spaces. Um, and it is a reminder of when you are where you are supposed to be. Um, and there's something so beautiful and deep about that. But I think that even when you are in tight spaces, it is your business to not be easily moved by things or penetrated by things. I actually wrote down, you can't allow everything to penetrate you because those things take form and ultimately shape you and your experiences moving forward. Um, And that's something that really rings true when you think about personalizing things. You know what I'm saying? Like there are some things you should take personally, um, like your family, your mama and them, right? And there are some things that should just not move you at all. Um, And maybe that's more of the example of like the yo mama joke, right? Um, I know this has, this is like probably a bad um, reference or metaphor, but stick with me because There is a difference. If you're in a tight space, like when I'm riding the train in New York City, I probably should have told y'all I'm actually in the Bay Area for this stop of the tour. I'm home, y'all. But 
when I am in New York, I have to remember to check my attitude when I'm on the train because it is always so crowded. Oh my gosh. It's quite irritating, right? Because you're standing up and then you turn into a pretzel because you have to move in so many different directions to, you know, own the space that you're standing in. Um, But you can't take every nudge personally when you're in a tight space. And I think that when we're going throughout life, sometimes we're holding on. And we don't know the next person who's getting on or off, you know what I'm saying, the train, what it may have taken them to get on the train, where it is that they're going, what it is that they're thinking on the way to where they are going or where they just came from. So you can't take every nudge. So personally, you can't take, you know, someone else's attitude personally because you just don't know what they're going through or experiencing. And I think it's important to remember that just in life, right? I'm using the metaphor or the example of the train, but yo, as we journey throughout life, we have to remember those things as well. Okay, so I'm going to stick with this train metaphor because New York City is a great place. But let me tell you something. If you take everything personally in New York City, you will absolutely lose your mind. I mean, it'll be on one platform and a train be pulling off and you be on the next because (laughs) that's how intense things could be. At times, um, but I was having a conversation with my sister. You know, I almost shout out Ashley on every other episode, right? But we were having a conversation about personalizing things, and she said, "Personalizing things um, distorts your perception about your obligations." Okay, so stay with me. We still on the train. We still in New York, even though I'm in the Bay recording this episode. Shout out to the Bay. Um, but I have I literally catch the train to work every day of the week. There is never not a moment unless I'm traveling, right, that I don't have to be on the train. And I am a courteous person. If I see you and you have an extra bag, I'm always trying to move out of someone's way. And I always think that I'm in someone's way. And that is most definitely a form of personalizing things, right? It's like I almost make it my business to accommodate others. You don't have to go throughout your life making accommodations for everyone else. I don't think that all of us are called to be accommodators. I don't know, I don't know if anyone is called to be an accommodator. I know, you know, they have fixers and all these other things, but that may not be what your calling is. It's most definitely not mine, but I most definitely think that my perception has been distorted at times. And it has made me think that I was obligated to do X, Y, and Z. Like for some reason, I'm always obligated to get out of someone's way. And I think when we do that, we play it small, right? We begin to shrink. Um, and that is not what you're called to do either. So I really like that. Um, the idea of personalizing things, distorting your perception of what your obligations are. It also makes me think about the things that we carry um, that do not belong to us when we personalize things. How many times have we made something about us and we go throughout life carrying that? 
I can, like, so many things are coming to mind that I actually cannot rattle off because I've carried so much, so much. I think we carry things from our childhood, right? That comes from our parents, um, experiences that we may have had relationally. We just start carrying stuff because we literally have personalized it. Like, it is ours. Um, when we personalize things, we claim ownership of those things. And I don't think that we often think of personalization as ownership. I think we think of it as affiliation, um, but not ownership, right? In the same way that people think about branding, right? When you brand something, you personalize it. But I don't think that people think about personalizing personalization um, as a form of a unique identifier, right? So it's something that you own if it's unique to you. Um, And there's some things we just need to put down. You literally have probably been carrying that thing for too long. I don't know what it is, but I'm talking to you. Um, And it does not belong to you, but you've personalized it. And now you've been carrying it for too long. Put it down, okay? There are literally some things that are too heavy for us to carry. And we have made it our own. And we become weighed down by those things. Take your name off of it. Put it down. Don't put your name on it just because someone around you has, you know, associated you with that thing. It's not worth it, and it's not yours to carry. You know, as I talk about putting things down, I think that there are some things that we need to put aside, and that is our pride. Okay, so I'm literally sitting here in the living room, and my sister is, like, walking back and forth. I'm like, number one, have a seat so that the people cannot hear you walking back and forth because this Yeti picks up everything. But it's so funny because we're talking about nameplates, right? And the sense of pride you have, I think we do put our names on things. Ashley, who is not in this recording, but is behind me. Um, and there is this sense of pride that we have. It's like writing our names on desks in schools and classrooms that do not belong to us. It's like you take pride in writing your name on something. You take pride in being a part of something that has nothing to do with you. You take pride in the wrong things when you personalize it. And when you put your pride aside, it's just like, look, I don't even want it anymore or it's bigger than me. Um, and a lot of things are bigger than us, right? Um, and that's why we can't personalize it. I think about my journey as a storyteller all of the time and the sense of responsibility and agency I have to the community. And I understand that is it is bigger than me. As I occupy spaces, whether it be like a work environment or somewhere that I'm traveling to as a journalist or reporter to cover the story, I often remember that while on assignment, it is bigger than me. And there are people who I engage with, who I encounter, and I'm just like, yo, you are not a high quality person. Wow. 
wow, you are pretty trash as an individual. My sister is telling me I need to stop calling people trash. I probably do. It's good advice. Um, but since I haven't unlearned that behavior yet, I'm just going to go with it for this stop on the tour. Um, but I think we've all associated people or experiences that way at some point in our life. If not, you most definitely um, have one up on me. But when you realize that your experience, a moment, life, your calling, or whatever it is that you are doing is bigger than you, then it is hard to personalize that thing because you understand that it is from a higher power, right, um, that you have are on assignment, I think that it's something really important to note that it's bigger than you. Um, it just really might not be about you. Um, so many things that are around us and that we experience have nothing to do with us. It may just be for a family member, a friend, someone who needed to hear, you know, from you personally, just so that we can fit into those spaces. It's not fair to you. I don't think it's fair to anyone around you. Okay. So, you know, every stop on the tour, we have to have our mic drop moment. And I literally have been curious while speaking about the actual definition of personalized and the definition, which I should have given you at the beginning, right? But I'm just going to include this in my mic drop moment is to design or produce something to meet someone's individual needs. Look, do not design or personalize anything to meet someone else's individual needs. If it is not meeting your need, do not personalize it. That is my mic drop moment. If it is not meeting your needs, do not personalize it. That's it. Because we we produce so many things for people who take, 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 and take, right? And if you aren't producing something to meet your personal or individual need, not telling you to be selfish, right? But as you show up for yourself, if you aren't producing anything to meet your needs, then maybe it's time for you to produce differently or stop producing because it's not benefiting you. So look, that is all I have for you on this stop of the tour. Don't take it personal. Do not take it personally. It's bigger than you. It has nothing to do with you. And if you are producing to meet someone else's need and it is unfulfilling to you, your calling and what it is that you stand for, then it is time to switch it up. Look, I can't express my gratitude enough for you showing up for yourself, for joining me on this stop of the Get My Life Tour and taking center stage with me. Look, I want to go backstage with you. I want to continue to build community and do dope things as we are on tour together. So, of course, be sure to connect with me in the Get My Life Tour at the Get My Life Tour on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter, 
Get My Life Tour because the Get My Life Tour was too long. And we actually have a Facebook community. It is the Get My Life Tour backstage. I would love to meet you there. You know, have a huddle, encourage you before you take center stage. And as you show up for yourself, check out the website, thegetmylifetour.com, where you can access all of the episodes. And of course, be sure to connect with me at Lydia T. Blanco on all social platforms. It has been real. Thank you for joining me on this stop of the Get My Life Tour. I look forward to journeying with you. Peace.